the Radio 1 91FM podcast. From slinging breakfast on Radio 1 to being the mayor who gets it done, it's time for our bi-weekly catch-up with Dunedin's mayor, Yes, Walking with Hawkins. Today we have Aaron Hawkins, the mayor of Otiputi Dunedin. Hello, Aaron. Kia ora, kia ora. How are you going this morning? Oh, very good. The humidity is uh, something that's unexpected this morning, but otherwise... Otherwise, fine. Yeah, no, I think that the weather so far in Lutiputi, Dunedin, has been very sunny and nice, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the summer here. As uh, as we are famous for, yes. <laughs> love it, love it. Well, um, let's, should we get straight into news? Yeah. We've got limited time. Um, on the university front, what are your thoughts on the new approved residential wing in Aquinas? Uh, well, certainly we know that there's a, a, an increasing demand for student accommodation uh, and, uh, and um, there are uh, limitations to the university's current capacity, uh, particularly around Tirangi Hiroa in the medium to long term and, and that um, large structure at the bottom end of Albany Street is starting to take place in terms of uh, replacing that. But uh, certainly it's... Um, it's good to see what the what their plans are to to accommodate a, a growing number of uh, students uh, who are who are seeking uh, residential living. Yeah, how involved with this are you, or is it kind of just happening? You know, uh, well, we're not we're not directly involved. Mm-hmm. The the university go through the standard planning processes in terms of. Uh, getting consent to be able to build things. We have a, a reasonably strong relationship with both the university and the, and the polytechnic because the, the tertiary precinct, both in terms of uh, the, the city's uh, population and the city's broader well-being, are incredibly important to us. So you know, we have fairly strong uh, links uh, with, the, with the vice chancellor acting or otherwise, uh, and uh, and their staff and uh, and. We, talk about these sorts of um, uh, structural issues often. Yeah, yeah. And so this is an $18.4 million project that is to add 66 beds to the pre-existing college. How long is this supposed to take? Do you know the time length of the building and also I guess what are your thoughts um, given that the university Mm. earlier uh, was asking for voluntary resignations from staff members do you think this is an efficient and effective use of money and resources Uh, I I think it's important to make a distinction between uh, an an organisation's capital budget which is how you would fund buildings uh, and an organisation's operational budget which is how you would generally uh, fund staff. So uh, we, we, most of the council's capital projects are debt funded, so we borrow money uh, to do uh, infrastructure upgrades or to build things uh, and pay that off over a period of time. And so the, the cost uh, on a year-by-year basis is, is just the, co- is the cost of servicing the loan, which is a, a very different thing to uh, paying uh, paying costs out of your annual uh, operating budget, which uh, can only be paid for in that current year. Uh, so while I, I certainly appreciate the um, uh, the, the optics of, mm, uh, of, of those two things, <laughs> but the, they're, they're, not, they're not directly uh, comparable. But 
But I think what's I think it's it's useful to point out that uh, the the University of Otago uh, at a point when uh, the government in particular were encouraging universities to bring in as many international students as possible as a way of making as much money as possible uh, and therefore not relying on government funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otago resisted that. Uh, and and what we've seen in the last uh, 12 to 18 months is that while certainly uh, that has had a significant impact on the university here, it's been far less exposed than uh, Auckland uh, and and Victoria have been, who took uh, took a different path uh, over the last 10 years or so. But uh, we're optimistic that we'll see uh, something uh, in the in the form of uh, what what form it takes. We don't know, but something in the way of uh, international students returning. Uh, ho- hopefully in, in the second semester of next year, uh, on top of those who have, who have uh, stayed on and, and continued to base themselves here through the current pandemic situation. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was, that's a really important distinction, I think, to be made. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you clearing that up. Yeah. And then another thing that is uh, very exciting and has just happened is that uh, Dunedin Airport, there has been a rainbow crossing uh, put in. How has this rainbow crossing been received on your end? Uh, it's been received well. Um, we obviously have had a, a separate conversation uh, at, the, at council around how we can uh, integrate uh, a similar thing into our city centre and, and council voted recently to support that, um, not at the intersection of uh, Moray Place and Lower Stewart Street as has been proposed, uh, but it will uh, sit somewhere within our within that, that wider area in, in the city centre as a way of uh, reflecting back uh, to our community uh, the fact that, you know, we are... The city wants to see itself as being uh, as being uh, inclusive and supportive and, and our urban design and the way that the city looks and feels um, hasn't been particularly good at reflecting the diversity of our community. It, it hasn't been very good at... Are telling uh, the stories of our mana whenua and, and that is a, a big part of the current uh, work we're doing and, and what the George Street uh, redesign and what our city centre redesign will look like uh, and, and that's, that's uh, very important to us uh, but certainly uh, being able to uh, build on that by uh, incorporating something that is uh, meaningful to our, our rainbow communities is, is equally good and and uh, and, um, and and that will play out over the over the coming months. But uh, having it also having something similar also uh, at the one of the gateways to the city at Dunedin Airport only reinforces uh, what we are trying to do uh, by way of making the the city as uh, as progressive and as inclusive as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say that it's super important to have? I guess physically and visually represent how we want the yeah. future of the city to be because I can I can imagine people go yeah well we can mm. be inclusive but it doesn't have to you don't have to invest money into painting a, a crossing you know to make it colourful um, to that kind of response what would you what would you say I think what's what's important here is that certainly in the city's case uh, it's been a response to a, a request from the community itself. I think there's a real risk uh, in, in politicians making well-meaning or uh, well-intentioned but ultimately paternalistic and potentially token efforts to appear to be doing something 
uh, painting something on the ground, painting a rainbow on the ground, putting a, a rainbow flag on a poster and considering your job done in terms of building a, a, a tolerant uh, and, uh, and progressive community. And I, and I would have struggled to support uh, a push for it coming from the elected membership, certainly coming from people like me who, who for whom this isn't, it's not about me, uh, but the, the fact that it came from the community itself, this is something that uh, they wanted to see in their surroundings uh, to, to signify um, their values uh, to, to our community, then that is something that I, uh, that I, can, that I, that I can support and that uh, almost all of my colleagues did. And I appreciate that there's never going to be a singular view uh, of the of the queer community in the way that there isn't a singular view of mm. uh, the disability community or, or, or any group, um, but those are my politics to manage, thankfully, uh, and uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what comes of uh, the work uh, that's, that's now going on to figure out where it's going to go and what it's going to look like. Yeah. yeah, awesome, awesome. Thank well, you so much for coming really on well the show. Said, I yeah, think as well to kind of put it in. It's coming from the community themselves, yeah. so I think that feels way more justified and really... I'm excited to see what, what's what's going to be coming. Yeah. But awesome. No, thanks so much for joining us. What's happening the rest of the day? Uh, for the rest of the day, meetings, <laughs> meetings mostly, uh, and, uh, and, and, and juggling uh, work and, and family life, but uh, no suits and ties, which is always a victory in my book. <laughs> awesome. Well, have a good one. See you later. Thanks, guys. Alrighty, that was Aaron Hawkins, Mayor of Dunedin, um, with his thoughts on the Aquinas build, um, the new residential wing going for $18.4 million mm-hmm. um, for 66 beds, which is an interesting conversation there, as well as the Rainbow Crossing and conversations around that. So, hey, that was a good combo. It was. Coming up next. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.